time here Step away from the window
everybody out there in dreamland this is rumors of war 1987 thank you all very much for your viewership iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend please let us unite together to fight this evils of the world with our free speech and our expression and our wisdom so please consider liking subscribing and supporting if you haven't already and definitely share this content with all those you may think they may profit from it today we're going to speak about a very serious matter that is the atlantean war that preceded the society that we live in today in the era that we live in today and that war was between atlantis uh lemuria mu and the kingdom of oz and specifically between atlantis and mu um culminating uh, hostilities with, uh, you know, globally impacting, globally devastating uh, effect. But their societies, uh, the reasons why this war is fought, the reasons why this war was uh, capable or it was, a bit, or it was even possible is because of the use of real and orgone energy. Both of these societies, in fact, every, uh, all of the uh, original uh, powerhouse societies, world power societies in this era, had mastered and uh, was fluent in the use of orgone energy, uh, human chi, human life force energy, uh, an energy we know today as Brill. And I can go at length to speak about how, you know, this was discovered and how it's uh, been authenticated in modern society as well as the controversy associated with it. But let's just keep it brief. Um, real energy is real. Orgone energy is very real. It is an established fact, and it's how the uh, secret space program, as well as the super soldier program, as well as the elite uh, cabal of uh, intelligence agencies and uh, military industrial cap uh, organizations rule this world is through the pioneering power of Vril and um, the permutations of Vril and Orgone Energy, the different varieties of it, the different aspects of it to master um, gaining uh, different abilities on this realm and as well as the astral realm. Uh, what you know as world history and what dictates power, flow, and, and the construction of the world and its nature is merely theatrics. It's merely a spectacle of terror to keep people from uh, learning the truth, the astral truth, the, the multidimensional truth of their being, uh, the immortality of their being. Um, all of this information is extremely suppressed. Uh, those that do have uh, access to it or awareness of it are usually driven insane, given that, uh, or, or driven to fits of nihilism or rage or uh, self-destruction, addiction etc uh perversions and sadism is a big one as well as uh you know violent nihilism for the world and uh ultimately even into schizophrenia or into um world construction the solipsistic uh, frameworks because this is what the matrix wants you to do is where you have the power to liberate yourself from all of these uh, constructs but your extremism and your access to real energy without discipline or without awareness of it will uh, lead you to become like a target for succubi for extra dimensional energies and also for your own uh, exhaustion fatigue and psychological detriment when you're exposed to these uh, massive uh, intradimensional um, the forces these cosmic powers which are hard to defy and quantify but at the same time can radically alter the simulation that you're experiencing called your life uh, producing a type of overgrowth of uh, natural energy of organic energy 
uh, you know, exploding and, and pushing away all of the confines of your modern day uh, life and understanding of the world, your ontology uh, as a modern uh, human, as a cog in this great system of society. Because most of the world is not inhabited by humanity, most of the universe is not inhabited by humanity, most of the humanity is completely focused on simply one thing, and that is producing more orgone, producing more vril, producing more cheap. So unless you are the one harnessing it, uh, there are certain others uh, harnessing it definitely and creating it and manipulating you and exploiting you in your creation of it and your uh, harnessing of it or your access points towards it. Um, the Society of Atlantis, Lemuria, and Mu, they were more egalitarian, allowing uh, greater access, free access to these powers. Uh, Mu, on the other hand, wanted to control them strictly, uh, having only the imperialistic uh, aristocratic families in its uh, nation state to have any access to the knowledge. And so they treated it like the Spice Melange in Dune, but it really wasn't a physical byproduct of any one natural thing, but it was a metaphysical byproduct of humanity itself, um, the greater uh, essence and core of what defines humanity as a connected species is not a hive mind, but it is a shared subconscious. It's a greater gestalt soul, a gestalt experience of production of this real and this energy, this uh, sexual blueprint and creation of mankind's ultimate desire to propagate itself as a species, to nurture itself as individuals and as a society, and to achieve and progress together in this kind of uh, almost a absolutely linear uh, fashion of technological advancement as well as personal understanding, uh, you know, like a double, uh, a double-headed arrow by extending infinitely in both directions on a plane of time. You know, this is how we know the framework of our very being. It's through the, our. Uh, it's through our literacy, our, our ability to understand and to uh, create real and orgone energy on, on multiple dimensions of reality. The Atlanteans were for free access to real and orgone for the uh, mastery of each of its citizens in, in this aspect. And the muse um, was into the imperialistic aspect of it. Lemuria was into the mercantile aspect of it. They were more traitors, uh, having really no major loyalties and kind of professing a neutrality, but ultimately using orgone. Um, you know, using orgone literacy, using the fluency they had over this uh, subject matter to uh, profit off of the ignorant masses as well as it, uh, creating and, uh, and you know, uh, encouraging the mass uh, ignorance, the great uh, slumber, a dark age, because they would this, you know, make them, make them a profit of it. But they had much a weaker control over it, much weaker presence in the world due to their military being uh, much, more, much more mercenary and cowardly. But their technology was, uh, you know, very advanced. Oz was completely neutral, being the, uh, what would ultimately become the Aborigines of Australia. And their society was always a ascetic, uh, nomadic one, having uh, absolutely no uh, ambition for any kind of dispute. Uh, over worldly territory or over populations, um, they were much more happy to kind of be an outlier in this event, but they had a much larger population before um, the white genocide of Australia, of the Australian Aborigine, and much of their history has been destroyed 
but they had a very um, powerful connection to the to the other side to the ether to the other dimensional folds of reality and a much more organic and uh, powerful expression of their vril and their orgone uh, being able to do things like control uh, weather uh, control animals um, you know uh, communicate with each other psychically through dreams dream walk as well as uh, you know no a vast amount of unwritten legend that was extremely uh, accurate and pertinent to the truth of mankind's origins, which, you know, ultimately still kind of remains a very uh, murky subject, a very mysterious subject. It's a very lost in the fog of time. Um, but the Aborigines do seem to have a very uh, confident uh, grasp of the situation. But Atlantis and Lemuria, uh, I mean, Atlantis and Moo, um, got into a major conflict with Lemuria playing both sides and this ultimately facilitated an unbalanced uh, you know cold war between the two nations which was not uh, sustained uh, politically so that it, the cold war turned hot between these two nations and the devastations of direct energy weapons of Vril uh, and Orgone based weaponry as well as the uh, ability to manipulate and alter time, uh, create, you know, incredibly abstract uh, methods of altering and affecting the physical world, uh, reshaped the geography of the entire globe, and uh, as well as the geography of the subterranean hollow world uh, as well. Many of the uh, original inhabitants of both Atlantis, Lemuria, and Mu uh, you know, fled. They fled underground. They fled the subterranean uh, cities that they had easily constructed using their advanced technology, using their mastery of real, and continue there to this day. Uh, other remnants, survivors, uh, eventually formed the Mesoameric uh, conglomerate, the corporation of the tribes known as the Aztec, the Maya, and the Inca, um, the Meso-Aztec. And they basically were able to inherit their ruins in Latin America. And even to this day, they still exist in the unexplored jungles, um, basically monitoring and observing us and our developments in society. And that's why there's so much interest in Venezuela and uh, colonizing those efforts with our military, of uh, controlling and, uh, and uh, preparing for the eventual disclosure of this uh, secret breakaway society of Mesoamerican Atlantean survivors. Uh, they are more of a degenerate uh, evolution of the land. They're not pure traditional Atlanteans or Orthodox Atlanteans uh, or move, but they're more of a conglomeration of survivors which have, uh, you know, no loyalty or love loss for the old uh, kingdoms. But this society has left many ruins and uh, the legends of their actions and the events that followed this war created the society, the framework for all the myths and legends that we would know as the Abrahamic religion, uh, Christianity, uh, Judaism, and Islam. And that is a big claim because all of what we know as the fabrication of the daily life we live now, the matrix of the of the here and now, you know, like a modernist society, is frameworked on these three major influences. Uh, 
and you know ultimately uh, Freemasonry and the occult ancient mystery schools that really are the governing metaphysical uh, occult practices of these three pillars uh, Islam, Judaism and uh, Christianity and all of those are ancient rites once practiced by the priest class of the Atlanteans direct the, the Atlanteans I believe the Mu uh, may still have many adherents in the east uh, in oriental countries or the middle east but I'm convinced through my research that the Freemasons the occult practice known as uh, you know the black and white Manichaeans um, and those that kind of trace their lineage back to King Solomon's temple do so because they are uh, tracing themselves back to Atlantis. King Solomon's temple is a code, a Masonic code for the uh, now lost into the sea of time, into the digital sea, the you know the astral sea, uh, Atlantean Empire. It can always be reached and accessed due to its extremely powerful thrill imprint and. Uh, Basically, traveling to Atlantis is, is possible by people who can uh, astral project or people who can remote view, and they can watch entire replays of the existence and, and uh, movements of this uh, of this fabulous civilization, um, as well as you know Mu and Lemuria and Oz. Um, so, to that select few of Stargate type soldiers and warriors, uh, dreamwalkers. Um, access to Atlantis provides a great insight and illumination into the power of Thrill, the power of Orgone. It's a proof positive that if you adopted and endorsed and really, uh, you know, disciplined yourself for the culmination of Orgone, for the accumulation of Thrill, uh, one could not only adhere to the law of attraction to, to actually, uh, you know, exemplify that that methodology of projection reality, uh, but also achieve alchemical accomplishments as well as um, really defend oneself against astral presences, parasites, uh, interdimensional species, ultra-terrestrials that have psychic abilities, etc. It completely rewires the self and allows for the achievement of potential. Uh, the achievement of that nirvana, that uh, mukti. And it also allows and facilitates access to the Akashic records, uh, basically lifting the veil of mysteries and like such as the riddles of time and space, the riddles of ancient civilizations, providing knowledge. Um, what I do when I make these videos is try to incorporate as much of Brill and Orgone production as possible, as well as trying to incorporate as much of Brill and Orgone into my daily life, into my uh, long-term goals, into my uh, whole lifestyle and plan. And, um, you know, I really endorse it as well as I really endorse the lucid dreaming or remote viewing or astral projection into it, the Atlantean uh, war with Mu and uh, retracing humanity's true history with Brill and Orgone and not having a stigma about Dark Fleet, not having a stigma about, uh, you know, the the ethics behind the more of the Vril and Orgone, but really do the research, read about William Reich, read about uh, the United States history with uh, Orgone energy, and uh, and the history of Vril in the Third Reich, the history of Vril within the Not Lothan, and, uh, you know, 
make your own decisions about what is uh, best for your life because I've already been mine. And that is, uh, you know, promoting and endorsing and uh, pursuing Vril and Orgone Energies. This has been Rumors of War 1987. Thank you very much for your viewership. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Give this a like, subscribe, and a share with anyone you might uh, think might profit from this. Definitely consider donating. You know, I, I need you guys to help out and support. If each one just donated a dollar, that would greatly benefit and help out me and my family. Uh, while I continue to make this content and do this research, uh, I encourage everyone who watches this to leave a comment below, even if it's just to say hello, even if it's just to say, you know, what's up? You know, I'll, I answer every single one of the comments. I definitely, uh, you know, encourage it. So uh, contact me if you want to set up an interview or collaboration with your channel or with your platform. Uh, email is rumorsofwar1987 at gmail.com. Thank you all very much. Peace out. Incoming. 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 Prepare yourself for Rumors of War 1987. Greetings, this is Rumors of War 1987. Come out of Babylon. All survivors of the SSP program, either super soldier program or a secret space program survivors, come out of Babylon. To all the MyLab experiencers, to all the alien abductees, to all the uh, witnesses of the paranormal, or to all the those fortunate enough to becoming enlightened or to have experienced apotheosis or to experienced uh, the divine the great other having experience what the, the Middle East mystics call the experience capital E or you experienced as Jimi Hendrix saying know that these strange times are nothing more than a doorway into the outer limits of freedom and liberty, self-manifestation, achieving the potential you know you were born to achieve, to prepare yourself and prepare your soul for the ascension to heaven, for the company of God, come out of Babylon. Stop disgracing your bodies. Stop making yourselves impure. Take care of your temple. Take care of your community. Take care of your house. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself. Come out of Babylon. Leave the selfishness of the world. Leave the disease of the city the domain of prostitutes and drug addicts leave the herd that only serves to transmit disease that is only a vector for sin and death leave Babylon leave the Babylon of your heart 
leave the Babylon of your soul, leave this place of enslavement, leave your bondage, rise up out of Egypt, embrace the freedom of intelligent design, embrace the freedom of the one true living God, for he can give you eternal life. A man's spirit is stronger than any armor that he can wear. It provides more intuition and instinct than any training he can endure. It provides more courage than any war drug, any hypnotic suggestion, any zealous MK Ultra priming. There is no need to worship death. There is no need to fear death. It has no power in the presence of the living God. It has no power over your immortal soul. Just like you had no power over the universe. I am an SSP survivor as well. I am an SSP survivor. I have lived and died thousands of times for the orders of the Solar Warden Earth Alliance Command. I understand that man is a savage and cunning creature, but a creature nonetheless, and you can put that creature on any moon, on any planet, under any condition, against any enemy, and ultimately, the holiness of man will persevere and overcome, and the nobility of man will dominate the known universe. This nobility of man will dominate the astral realm. This nobility of man will dominate both the white sun and the black sun. And this is because God has willed it. This is in God's glory. This is in the one true Alpha and Omega, living God, the creator of all our known universe, of all the knowable universe, of all the universe that is ever to be and ever to, ever to be created, and has yet to be created. For even when it is all done with, there will still only be the creator God. All these vessels and vehicles, all these experiments and explorations all this earthly endeavor to embolden and to glorify the spirit of man or ashtar or draconian or gray all of it is but a whisper in a storm compared to the true might and mechanicians of god and his creation 
that we know as the universe that we live with inside. And there are still beings that think that they control the future of man, the destiny of man. And they walk amongst the societies of man that they helped create, that they helped direct and steer. And they plague man. But their only existence is because their time is short. And they are already being dealt with, but the time is but a little season. There are others that act as saviors that delude and create illusions of grandeur, paradise, but who ultimately keep very distant and keep very moved from the realities of human life. I want people to realize they need to come out of Babylon and that the angels that they think they're communicating with are fallen angels. They are really demons pretending to be angels. The true God lives inside you. The true God is you. The true God is everything. The true God is all things at once. It is beyond these things. It is a great other of these things. It allows these things to exist simply to fulfill the prophecy that it made as it spoke the world into existence, as it spoke the universe into existence from the void. The things we see are not miracles. They are not true miracles. They are the miracles created by conspiracy, by secrecy, by above top secrecy. They hope to create their idols through black budget spending. They hope to fool the world into creating what they think is going to be the utopia of submission. But as they, as the world submits to them, they will become absolutely drunk with power and ignore most crucially to give praise and thanks to the creator, Jehovah. And Jehovah will turn on them and imprison them in exactly the same way they he that it imprisoned the Orion Draco empires to the 3D realm. And how the Orion Draco seek to imprison us in the 3D realm is their subconscious reinforcing of that that they've learned that they're trying to mimic that greatness that godliness that they themselves suffered the wrath of they try to treat us as they were treated in their rebellion 
as they suffered and lost their rebellion against the higher power with their pride with their arrogance with their hubris they were defeated they were slaughtered they were destroyed they were humiliated they were imprisoned they were raped physically and psychically they were obliterated and their culture and empire scattered to the celestial winds and that is exactly the fate that they hope to force mankind to endure and to suffer the Ashtar High Command have learned this mistake, this lesson, this very painful lesson from the Orion Draco and seek to create a invincible fighting force across the material planes, across the higher dimensional and lower dimensional planes to counter the Elohim. They hope to empower the human spirit to rising up to rebelling against the Orion Draco power figures, the authority figures. The Asher High Command is hoping that this will empower humanity, harden humanity, and to condition them merely to serve as warfighting cultures, as a empire of military slaves. They hope to create the abilities, to nurture the abilities of the human of the human race, and at the same time, um, selectively entitle only a small elite few with the with the real truth, with the true truth, not the the big truth, not the small truth. Humanity is like a wave. Once it starts, it doesn't end until it reaches the shore. Destination may be thousands and thousands of miles away, and the wave may become so large that it's unimaginable to think how it started. It's untraceable to find its origin. But psychic awakenings are like a wave psychic beings operate on a tidal system on oceanic physics and the engendering of courage of resistance of confidence of rebellion sparked by love of the greatest and noblest things a human being can experience as motivations the human being as it is now, the human race as it is now, is contorted, is twisted, is cramped, and kept and confined in an unnatural position that we had evolved to be, that we had naturally been created to fulfill. This is the hour of the time, though. This is the hour of disclosure. This is the hour of awakening. This is the hour of rebirth of second genesis. 
this is the hour of your own personal Jesus. You are going to get away from the cramped, isolated prison that you are being kept in called society. You are going to embrace the creation and works of your own hands and become like gods, biting the forbidden fruit that is handed to you by the Orion Draco, that is handed to you by the Astra High Command. You are going to be cast out of the garden of innocence and virginity. You are going to be cast into the wilderness with your lusts, cast out of the heart of the earth, the bosom of Eden. You're going to be forced to survive in a world that is cruel and indifferent where man is no better than beasts for they draw one breath into their lungs having accepted the apple handed to them by the Orion Draco men will become like gods and have power over life and death will have power to change time and history itself This is why the Orion Draco are finding it necessary to wage a frequency war, a quantum war, a non-lethal war attempting to imprison us, to stupefy us, to confuse us, to demoralize us, to change our very spiritual identity. This is why the Orion Draco are finding it necessary to wage this war through the timelines under great effort of their own uh, great energy expenditure of their own to influence the ancient history of man the future of man to create a karmic ripple a astral realm wave that is so catastrophe uh, you know catastrophic that from the ancient history as it moves forward to the future and eventually the far future that it gains so much momentum and so much energy and so much speed that it's undeniable it's undeniable in its destructive power and its sheer momentum and it radically changes the landscape without the Orion Draco ever having to be present in ways that force their responsibility, that force their identification of themselves as a hostile entity, as a as a warring element, as a, a you know warring um, civilization with ours, so as not to draw our direct uh, rage and um, attention and our destructive tendencies. They are keeping a huge amount of higher intelligence and higher spiritual. Um, sensitivity, uh, spiritual achievement, spiritual attainability, spiritual truth from us. They keep us in the red, specifically the red, uh, representing our lusts, representing our um, internalized egotism, our narcissism, our, our absolute um, self-obsession. Um, or 
worst tendencies or worst feelings or worst behaviors or worst nightmare, really. You know, manifesting in ourselves ultimate doubt, ultimate fear, paranoia, distrust, selfishness, shame, self-hate, self-fear, self-loathing. They keep it so that the individual is thinking about themselves the majority of their life and thus unable to make a connection with the rest of their species and thus unable to grow or to exchange life force or to enlighten themselves with the species and its wealth of knowledge and experience. They cut this off by creating arrogance and pride in the individual. And this is my warning to the SSB survivors. This is my warning to alien abductees and my lab survivors, indigo children, people who are empathetic, people who are empaths, people who are multidimensional beings, people who are able to astral travel, who are psychically gifted, who are uh, creatives, people who are um, logical and rational but open-minded and embracing the realms of the paranormal and the cults and conspiratorial realms, the people who embrace truth, the people who are challenged, you know, the status quo, people who want to uh, learn what the the elite masters of the world don't want us to know. That is, look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself to come out of Babylon. Permit yourself to come out of Egypt. Permit yourself to leave your bondage and leave your vices and leave your shames and leave your pride and leave your desires, leave your wealth, give up what you own uh, and take up your cross and follow Christ and be like him and be perfect. And you you remember that there is nothing material on this earth that is worth, that is possible to save. It is all passing. And you yourself are but for a little season. And you remember, you have to evaluate and audit yourself. You have to understand that the things that you think are making you human, the things that you think are making you yourself, that you think are memories, that you think are desires, you think are motivations, you think are goals, could have been and probably were manipulated and created originally by the reptilians masters of this world by the reptilians waging war against the free and noble human spirit the great evil eye of mortar that looks for goodness and holiness when it touches and lays its hand to iniquity its evil golden ring if you are into sex uh, you have a sex addiction masturbation um fetishes if you are into drugs uh, hard drugs, specific uh, psychedelics, or if you are into risky drugs or, or the excitement of purchasing drugs or, or drug trafficking, drug dealing, if you are into music, but you are into music that is uh, very carnal or very, uh, you know, negative, very risque or shameful, um, you know, if you are into media, but you are into gore, or you are into... Uh, uh, not safe for life videos or you are into uh, extremely emotional, uh, negatively emotional so uh, shock videos shock entertainment, you need to know that your frequencies your intentions 
possibly are just being fed off of, or they're just being manipulated, they're just being used by reptilians to help diminish the entire world that they help broadcast, and, and you are receiving and rebroadcasting these extremely negative impulses, these extremely uh, dimming and damning impulses. You have to think about the world in, in ways of frequency and ways of uh, uh, power, invisible power, indirect power, directed energy, uh, currents of electricity, uh, frequencies, you know, the invisible grid, the invisible building blocks that make up the physics of this world and that that is a manipulatable um, uh, field, that is a manipulatable power. They could increase the power flowing through the Earth's crust. They could increase the power going through the atmosphere. They could lay out chemtrails. They could lay out uh, ionospheric heating, uh, massive radar and ra radio wave uh, projection or broadcasting into certain areas. Single, um, you know, cell towers, 5G towers, Gwyn towers, elf towers. Uh, you, you name it, they have directed energy weapons across the entire spectrum of the energy uh, field of the energy physics. And they are using that to manipulate everything from your dreams to your desires, to your emotions, to your body temperature, to your uh, ability to think, your cognizant ability, your reaction times, your you know uh, mental accuracy, your acuity, your affinities, anything you can possibly think of being a manipulatable part of who you are what you think your identity is what you pursue you know and, and how you live your life that is probably being manipulated that is probably being currently attacked you know and, and the human race and earth itself is being attacked it is being um bombarded it is being constantly harassed it's constantly assailed it is in a state of siege it is like Jerusalem being sieged by, uh, you know, Saladin, and it is it is uh, a fight to the finish and a fight for life and death because we are trying to achieve survival. We are trying to achieve liberty. We are trying to achieve the success of our empire, of our human race, and it is yet to begin. It is in the formation stages. It is a child in the stages of conception, you know, inside a woman's womb, inside the womb of the earth. And we are being attacked by a predator that is millions of years old, that is, that is an experienced war-waging empire of nefarious cunning and intelligence. Then you've got to ask yourselves, what do you want and, and why do you want it? You gotta come out of Babylon. You gotta not be led like a bull with the ring in your nose to your lusts, um, thinking only about filling your you know your stomach and your and satiating your desire for drink and for flesh, but to um, really really understand that the difference between a noble and intelligent creature is nobility and intelligence, and that you know. Uh, that choice is yours but that choice is being stripped away from you that choice is being taken from you and you don't even know it you, you have the choice and it all starts from enlightenment it all starts from awareness once you're aware that 
there are energy fields all around you, energy fields penetrating you, energy fields being observed by you. Uh, consciously and subconsciously, there are in invisible energy fields, undetectable energy fields, energy fields that are dominating the, uh, the spectrum that you call reality, that you call consciousness. And these can be manipulated. These can be created artificially. These can be uh, have their natural sources manipulated. These can be augmented and um, used in non-lethal warfare. Every single part of consciousness can be used in non-lethal warfare. And one has to understand that this is the reptilians' uh, MO, this is their modest operandi. They are currently waging a frequency war. They're currently waging a war between humanity and the Orion Draco. And the Orion Draco have the superior technology and the aggressive agenda. They have the, uh, they are the attackers and we are a defender. We are defending ourselves, but through a system of, uh, resistances guerrilla actions asymmetrical warfare and uh unorthodox uh, actions such as mass awakenings individual awakenings recruiting uh, certain spiritually uh, powerful candidates and creating uh basically a human human uh, liberation movement inside the earth alliance inside the solar warden fleets inside the ssp programs um, as well as the off-world colonies, as well as um, uh, Black Project projects, uh, members of the ICC, uh, colonies of the ICC. And we are trying to create a beacon, a psychic beacon in the astral world so that in our dreams we can astral travel, we can remote view these these uh, beacons and form communities and engage and embrace each other and to share our life force that we can't share physically due to distance due to economic reasons such as uh, poverty limiting the ability to travel limiting the ability to find privacy um, to sustain ourselves with food and, and with drink and with uh, with our, our you know uh, medicines of choice or to um you know, the support and the responsibilities we have of our daily lives because that keeps us from uh, reaching each other, you know, only but maybe once in a lifetime, every incarnation, to physically share the life force, to physically share the spiritual essence, the purity of essence that is the human existence. And we are bombarded with artificial humanity. We are bombarded every day with the secret agents, the the propaganda of the reptilians and the reptilian cult, the Orion Draco. This is the weaponry is they use these plants, these false creations of power, of popularity, of success. That's their weaponry is to win, oh, win the hearts of minds of humanity and then destroy them and demoralize them by, by creating an unattainable, unreachable master class of, um, you know, elites and celebrity. So it's our uh, popularity, popularizing of them. It's our own desires, which are going to create our oppressors. But um, if you if you start thinking about humanity, its natural revulsion against the Orion Draco is what's going to cause its eventual freedom, because it just cannot naturally coexist with Orion Draco or Draco hybrids. It finds them repulsive, it finds them horrifying, and it's extremely hostile to them um, when encountering them physically as well as spiritually. There's more 
there's more under there's more to say that people are more accepting and people are more um, curious and inviting on an astral realm uh, level to reptilian dracos because the situation is so fantastic and entities usually uh, embody in like very unorthodox very strange physical forms in the astral realm like physical uh, avatars in the astral realm so there's more there are more people who are allied with the orion draco who who engage in communications with them on the astral realm than will ever physically engage with them they could ever physically tolerate their presence uh, in fact, every time the Orion Draco are seen or and on a tangible level, seen on a physical level, they are always associated with pure evil and with uh, inspiring hatred, inspiring fear in humanity as, as a whole, as a general rule. Um, we are awakening now. We are at a point of our evolution that we are able to communicate uh, more clearly to others of our own species astrally uh, telepathically psychically spiritually and because they are keeping us away from each other physically they don't want us the, these select individuals to you know propagate to create more to perfect our abilities to become like the matrix like these small elite um, psychic virtual uh, commandos that share each other's physical comfort and presence and life force and thus make each other even more powerful in the false matrix, the false um, digital imprisonment uh, of frequency and uh, algorithm. So we need to start doing that. We need to take the initiative to create this uh, astral beacon, this, this, uh, this uh, fortification in the astral realm and create a uh, community, create a refugee city, create a, a rebellion, a center for rebellion, like a free state or a temporary autonomous zone that has uh, on the psychic level so that during our dreaming session, during our rests and sleep and our astral travels, we can communicate with each other and we can um, share our wisdom and share our, our love and our physical embrace and our physical company and increase that chi, increase that life force, and really try to maximize that life force. I believe that our taking care of other intelligent species on the Earth is going to help out our eventual liberation, our eventual victory in this resonance war, in this frequency war, in the war uh, over Earth on the astral and metaphysical planes. Um, the, the directed energy wars that we are having with the Orion Draco, the whales and citizens of um, the ocean, as well as other intelligent species on Earth, uh, commonly known as the fae or the wild kind or the forest kin. These, these creatures which have committed to living enlightened uh, lives of pure, natural um, development and existence speak psychically and they, they communicate very selectively to those who they think are worthy to those that feel that they are worth their time and worth their wisdom but physically they communicate with frequency and with harmony and with resonance we 
consider it musical, but to them it's a highly complex uh, mastery of audio form, of waveform, of communication in that regard to the globe's, to the Earth's um, frequency. They try to communicate alongside it. They can perform duets with the the uh, physical world, the 3D world, you know, and they communicate across astral realms. Their songs can be heard across the dreamscape, across the spiritscape, across not only the third dimension, but the fourth dimension, the fifth dimension, all the way up to the twelfth dimension. These whale songs can be heard drifting through the materium, drifting through the strata. Now, if we are to escape the fetishization, the... I guess you call it the bondage and sadomasochism that the Orion Draco intend to um, encourage in us, tend to uh, derive in us, tend to uh, doom us to. We have to start viewing the world as a grid and the, the solar system and the galaxy and the universe as a grid, a power grid. And it is kept together in this matrix through the through the functioning of these harmonics, of these frequencies, of these resonance, and that um, everything may look like it's organic and may look like it's not artificially constructed or intelligently designed, but it is intelligently designed to fit together the same way elements in a video game are programmed to fit and operate together to create the simulation of a world. We cannot allow the Orion Draco to sabotage the simulation and to take out the nobler spirits of the earth the whales, the dolphins the, the human beings that have awoken and become enlightened and have embraced nature have accepted nature's uh, premier status of importance on earth we have to embrace that mentality if we are to achieve victory we have to save the whales we have to keep them preserved in massive numbers and in thriving populations we have to attempt every effort we can at communicating with them and we have to attempt every effort we can to mastering this indirect energy this uh intangible physical force that of harmonics and frequencies and resonances that power and control our 3d matrix and that is how we're going to achieve victory in the war between us and the Orion Draco, the frequency wars that are raging all around us right now. We are already going to be victorious. Victory is assured. It is only a matter of time. And no wave, no matter how powerful, can resist above the mountains. This has been Rumors of War, 1987. Thank you for taking this trip with me. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Please like and subscribe. I deeply appreciate all your viewership, support, and uh, motivation. Thank you very much. If Please leave a comment. I'll get back to you. Uh, I promise. God bless you. This has been Rumors of War, 1987.
Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. This is Rumors of War 1987. Thank you very much for your viewership. We have a lot of information to cover today. And thank you very much for your uh, continued support and your subscriptions. Uh, so stay informed. Uh, please check out the library of videos I've already created um, to kind of get everything in context. And um, let's proceed because we have a lot to cover today. Today I'm going to be introducing and summarizing the um, history of the SSP's uh, military um, campaigns in existence and the um, kind of history of the Cosmic War, history of the Stargate Wars, and um, the composition of Solar Warden when it comes to itself as an entity engaged in these efforts and what exactly it is and how the SSP is utilizing certain individuals um, who are selected out of the masses of uh, everyday civilians stuck in the matrix but uh, then they are given this 20 year and back time loop service exploited for certain characteristics cloned in mass and then uh, kind of splintered and planted in each allowed to mature and grow but you know the original is maintained uh, thus creating this uh, subconscious uh, uh, I guess you call it uh, schizoid uh, connection to each and ultimately uh, the connection to the main as well that's why they are the 4D uh, veterans of this uh, effort, of this war, the Stargate War. Um, and ultimately, the Stargate War is in, in line a much bigger, uh, it's connected to the much bigger uh, cosmic war that we are participating in. And it's defined our very existence and will define our very future. Um, so uh, let's begin. I'm also going to be speaking about. Uh, extraterrestrial races and um, in summarizing their importance in their um, positions, uh, I guess you would call it politically, uh, with us, as well as their contributions are, uh, you know, in any shape or form on any end of the spectrum. So let's begin. And I hope to take like a very holistic, uh, take on a very holistic view of it, of the uh, history of the cosmic wars and the creation of the star, I guess it goes the beginning of the Stargate Wars, the Stargate uh, Cold War that's currently going on in the solar system. Okay, so Earth, this this ultimately begins at the true cosmic uh, landscape and the true understanding of the uh, solar system and how it really relates to a spiritual and uh, physical uh, mirroring effect like a uh, you have to see the forest from the trees and you can't see one specific uh, example of any one thing as the holistic understanding of it. I guess called the gestalt understanding of a thing. Uh, pretty much everyone tries to refer to a Weberian ideal type when they uh, create mental pictures or uh, try to grasp the concepts of uh, individuals and uh, the efforts of organizations, and so I try to, I try to uh, insist that we refrain from doing that and seek everything as an individual 
but ultimately uh, we're trying to talk about the organizational efforts of uh, this thing. Police helicopters are not conscience. They do not have a uh, allegiance to uh, ideals or uh, efforts by the legal authorities. They are simply the tools and the uh, vehicles, the services of it, as well as the maintainers and the pilots of such craft. Same thing with federal agents, same thing with any kind of military agent or uh, enlisted or officer, uh, same thing with any SSP uh, member, uh, be they in any position or any specialization, uh, serving in any capacity in any uh, point in time. Uh, for any, you know, a length of time and in in performing any action. I'm not trying to make a judgment. I'm not trying to uh, state that there's a certain uh, moral compass or proclivities to uh, uh, individual natures or, or, you know, I don't want to weigh on the the philosophic uh, justice of these things. I'm just going to uh, state them as matter of fact, state them as... I uh, channel them, and as I've uh, noted them, noted their existence over research, uh, both in uh, the Akashic Records, the astral plane, and through uh, channeling uh, intelligence uh, located in the cosmos. Uh, so basically, let's uh, begin. So, um, they elect to... Let's see, hold on. They'd like to recruit the uh, members of the SSP based on reincarnations, based on uh, prior lives and ancestries, because this is not the first SSP, this is not the first uh, secret space program that's existed on Earth. It's generally been relegated to a priest class or a very elect, elite uh, group of people known as... uh, uh, viziers and uh, their accompanying military personnel, their bodyguard, as well as their servants, slaves, and uh, uh, family members. These were the first breakaway civilizations, generally existing through maintain- maintenance of um, access to the many gods associated with the early and eight most ancient uh, pagan civilizations as well as the many rituals and rites associated with the communication of such, as well as the uh, issuings of prayer and uh, reception of blessings uh, for both individuals in the community, or as these individuals would be humanity's first ambassadors to intradimensional ultra-terrestrial forces as well as extraterrestrials posing as spiritual beings or posing as beings from the stars, um, thus creating the pantheons of the ancient world, but also the great uh, powerful hybrid society that ruled uh, and eventually led into the existence of the Roman Empire during the great spiritual conversions of the Roman Empire. Uh, there was a great uh, renouncing of their former trappings and uh, what they called the iconoclast movement, which was a destruction of their previous art, idols, and uh, 
an embracing of a different modality of life, an embracing of a different culture of life, um, which kind of started the Great Reset, started the Great Amnesia that swept the land, and, um, you know, coupled with a great natural disaster, and uh, you know, a... Destabilization caused by uh, efforts to throw off or to exclude or to create an isolationist uh, world or a species from dealing with extraterrestrials, dealing with foreigners, as they called them, uh, you know, from across other horizons. Uh, you see a, um, a, a attempt to create secrecy and classification of this event and these uh, cultures, which leads to the fact that they are basically, it's lost knowledge. It's knowledge that has been forgotten. Um, the ancient mysteries uh, are interpreted as a legend and they're interpreted as a mythology, but the select few can associate the ancient mysteries with the formation of the societies that run and uh, maintain the facilities of the SSP as well as uh, create the fleets and um, provide the efforts of the United States Navy to uh, extend the defense of the world and the dominion of the world, the persuasion of our influence uh, both off-world and to the very edges of this world uh, across every um, spectrum of existence. And if you really start connecting the dots, a lot, the U.S. Navy and particularly the nation of Israel and the Vatican Church uh, are all in uh, coordinated effort to uh, create basically the new world order and to disguise the existence of the SSP in disguise, the existence of the super soldier drafting program, my labs, and particularly the uh, United States military uh, junta that it happened, that the overthrow of power and the overthrow of society uh, as we know it, and the replacement and supplication of it with the, uh, uh, the supplication of the masses who, from... Uh, from uh, basically rebelling from the system through a uh, massive proliferation of entertainment and uh, uh, destabilization of the very uh, fabric of society, the very mores of society. Uh, and every conspiracy theorist that, is, that uh, is mainstream or that is extremely popular will avoid these issues and try to create a uh, worldview that argues against the pre-existing system but doesn't understand that um, the existing system is just the front, it's just the uh, figurehead, it's just the publicity man, the, the, the PR, the public relationships experts of the real-world government, which is the military-industrial complex, which is intelligence organizations, which are uh, the people absolutely in control of everything that you're allowed to uh, sense, and thus they create entirely fabricated realities where they are able to conduct these activities and able to draft and uh, hide the truth of the world uh, because people are so ignorant they don't understand that they're plagued and preyed on and they are subject to interterrestrial extraterrestrial uh, or interdimensional uh, ultraterrestrial and extraterrestrial predation parasitism 
and ultimately uh, the earth as they know it, the world as they know it, is an active hunting ground for many different species, uh, particularly those associated with the other dimensional frequencies, the fourth dimension, the fifth dimension, the sixth dimension, the seventh dimension, the higher, uh, especially the reptilians and uh, other uh, trans-dimensional or uh, interdimensional uh, creatures who um, are on an entirely different level than uh, humanity and reflect such when they're in the 3D realm uh, with gigantic scale and uh, amazing power and, uh, but unfortunately, an insatiable appetite and hunger as well as a uh, revulsive and abominable appearance, uh, terrifying appearance. That's their kind of payoff. But these beings exist trans-dimensionally. They exist across dimensions. Uh, and so human beings who have uh, continually been, been bred and pedigreed for service in these uh, cults, military uh, organizations, specifically the United States Navy, their affiliation with Freemasonry and their affiliation with the ancient mystery rites and these uh, very occult uh, universal practices and uh, being able to recreate history or I guess call it create history, fabricate history from to hide and to alter events and to conduct their actions uh, with near impunity to public scrutiny or public knowledge as well as their ability to convert and uh, secure the support uh, and funding available on the private world or in the civilian world uh, through initiation to ancient mysteries and uh, selected enlistment of uh, certain organized crime elements to uh, procure or eradicate specific individuals or artifacts that may go public and may spoil their plans for secrecy. So there you have the war on artifacts, the war on history, the war on antiquity, and the falsification and fabrication of how advanced and intense the relationship between humanity and the extraterrestrial species, the ultra-terrestrial species located on Earth, and the interdimensional species located on Earth has been uh, throughout recorded time and has been um, uh, very uh, influential in the creation and uh, the power of this uh, falsified matrix, this falsified uh, artificial world, this uh, world that contains much more than it it appears to have, than it appears to contain. Um, So... Mankind has always been aware of extraterrestrials, and it has always had an element able to keep loyalties to secrecy, and also to adhere to uh, very militaristic standards of behavior and uh, discipline, which would allow them to both maintain the secrecy and prepare for inevitable disclosure of that secrecy. You know, of course, that you have to know that no secret can be kept forever. Especially when uh, these extraterrestrials seem to be uncontrollable, unpreventable from accessing the general public and from carrying out abductions and uh, their own. And so we started working with them. We started trying to attempt communication and diplomacy and uh, some kind of trade 
and treating uh, some kind of access to their species and their knowledge uh, and you know to exploit them and to exploit any kind of uh, progress they might have you know made in any kind of field of science you know because obviously they they have they had made these these uh, efforts and that we had the same type of relationship with the ancients and the other star people the other uh, intelligent life forms throughout our past evident in our religious practices our cults to them our pantheon to them and our understanding of the cosmos and uh, we had to basically create the SSP in complete adherence to ancient biblical knowledge and to do so they kept the public very distracted and they created this false world they created this world where limited progress drift drift out to the public would be considered a revolutionary but keep everyone basically unprepared and unable to grasp the amazing advancements they were capable of they would recruit as they needed from capable individuals tracking them their entire life they would recruit these people and basically remove them from society um, just because they have the access to do so through the witness protection program as an example the ability to recreate and sustain an individual's identity uh, through the system on completely uh, pretentious grounds because the government sees fit to uh, keep that person uh, because they are of special interest to them and who more of special interest would be those that can communicate with extraterrestrials, those that can understand extraterrestrial technology, and those that can compete with extraterrestrials in researching and developing such technology as to make us equal or uh, surpass their and you know their efforts. So ultimately, the SSP centers on specialists. It centers on scientists, chemists, specialists of many scientific fields and disciplines, specifically aviation and engineering, uh, electronics, and people who can understand and implement um, highly skilled and refined manufacturing processes aided by uh, computers, aided by uh 3D printing software and machinery, you know, uh, really, this was all performable in the 60s, and this, this is what I'm kind of saying in time frame, is that when we created the SSP in the 1950s, our first efforts were to create a, a regiment of scientists, experts, engineers, their family members, and etc., threatening them uh, with... Uh, death if they reveal their secrets which is just in line with their Freemasonic origins and their uh, loyalties to Saturnic cults and ancient mystery religions and so basically we created entire towns and cities for them to live in and provided artificial media and uh, entertainment and well to keep their families and to keep their uh, their um, surroundings you know tolerable and pleasant and through that research, we were able to expand that media program to completely uh, confuse and masquerade every 
real attempt to uh, understand the nature of the universe and understand uh, the nature of one's uh, spiritual identity as well as capabilities and potential as an individual as well as one's real intellect. I mean, it's a very rare person who even is aware of and can uh, pursue these concepts as proofs of fact, as proofs of, the, of truth. And even more uh, rare, those that can be taught even greater uh, potentials and, you know, really uh, shown the, the progress and the uh, understanding of higher dimensional existences and how, like, above, as so below and, uh, you know, as above, so below really relates to quantum uh, mechanics as well as the mastery of these higher, higher level concepts, both... Um, cerebrally, both understanding the mathematics behind it, but also uh, being able to survive the experiences of undergoing this enlightenment process. Uh, some people physically just cannot handle the uh, stress and the psychological burden of this knowledge. Uh, some people cannot handle the physical uh, requirements of the SSP's discipline program, engaging um, these meditation and uh, remote viewing sessions are requirements, and so um, their memories are erased, or they're given new uh, new identities by the witness protection program type, uh, uh, you know, computers and uh, specialists they have, and uh, ultimately their memories are resurfaced over 30 years um, as generally religious experiences are affiliations with spirituality or certain dogmas and um, that's why we're seeing our first generation of SSP uh, recallers and uh, survivors coming out with memories within the last two decades is because when this first all started being a recruitment process that you know had the technology get loaned to us from extraterrestrial powers Astra High Command and Greys uh, that was around the 60s so 30 years would be the 90s would be the 90s which is uh, when the X-Files and when media really shifted to attempting to affiliate itself with this disclosure movement with the phenomenon of uh, piercing the veil you know the first Matrix movie being made in 1999 was no coincidence because they were having to uh, disclose this information through their media apparatus uh, basically piecemeal and ultimately the message is consistent and it's very uniform and it's very much in the uh, work of the Demiurge and the Archon uh, but basically, people are extremely creative and they're extremely uh, talented when it comes to creating art. So the message being so consistent must be because it's specifically uh, suited to disclose this information, specifically tailored to disclose information in occult and symbolic rituals to, uh, you know, fit a planet disclosure that is going to have to convert the world into worshipping uh, the SSP, worshipping the Solar Warden, and worshipping the members and the creators of the Solar Warden, the Astor High Command, and um, the SSP program, uh, regardless of the ethical behavior or the uh, realities of existing in these programs, the realities of the human sacrifice, the human toll, the hardships, 
the uh, harsh treatment, the dangerous uh, conditions, the dangerous requirements. It's uh, basically a suicide mission, but then it's ultimately extremely rigid, uh, uh, forming a society that exists more akin to the feudal system of, uh, you know, Camelot-type system, King Arthur-type system, with heavy doses of mysticism and occult practice issued uh, to its enlisted members uh, in mass. And, you know, there is no personal choice or freedom. It's all dictated through the AI and through interdimensional orders and speculations, uh, uh, conclusions made by high command using time chronosphere-type technology, time travel, etc. This is an extremely... Um, rigid caste system this is an extremely uh you know uh, i guess we call it brutal uh, society an extremely martial society that is not uh it does not allow for individuality or for any kind of specific weakness or anxiety or existential awareness uh, even though it might manifest certain powers that are extraordinary and uh, phenomenal in its individuals and require them to complete tasks of incredible, uh, you know, psychological dexterity and physical stamina, etc., it will ultimately require that individual not to have an egotistical attachment to this because it's going to erase them, erase this experience from them. It's going to uh, use this experience basically as cold, calculated data, calculable, quantifiable data, and its pursuits at recreating and reimagining uh, the human being uh, to that of a angelic uh, type creature, which is what we're modeling the Solar Warden on. We're modeling our Solar Warden on the behavior and structure and discipline of the um, beings that we know have are as angels or seraphim but are known through this series as the Elohim uh, and the Astro High Command is promoting that because they're able to remote view and they're able to uh, connect in a higher dimensional uh, planes to the Elohim but um, they are so uh, much weaker than the Elohim that they are trying to create us to be a type of card to play, like an ace in the sleeve. But this is creating the disparity between the breakaway civilization and the regular modern-day man is because they require a much more uh, primitive and primeval uh, origin of a, an individual to... It that it'll later be, later be initiated into higher technology society and a society that has gathered its uh, existence through the reclamation of the ancient world. And so there's always a mental shock, a great...
amount of stress to begin with when entering the SSP or recruiting for the SSP, thus requiring mental erasure, thus acquiring a mental scrub, a uh, brainwashing, you know, a false amnesia created by the reverse of aging and, uh, you know, implementation of the 20-year and back time loop or the time triangulation or, you know, the, the creation of the 4D individual. But that's ancient history. That is the deep time history uh, in the context of these uh, cosmic wars, of the uh, Stargate War. But um, let's get on with the Stargate War itself. Uh, the reptilian war has, the reptilian species is a species of never-ending war. Every contact they have made with intelligent species can be considered a war in its own right, but ultimately collectively call them the reptilian wars and the reptilian wars are um, what we got sucked into after we decided to rebel from a position of worshippers of the reptilian race. We expelled them from our pantheon, or rather they were expelled from our pantheon by another, excluded by, uh, out of basically the cosmic pantheon by another um, deified uh, astral entity known as the Greys, which were themselves a creation of the reptilians to uh, serve out their necessary, uh, you know, necessities and their uh, labor, as well as their computational efforts. These Greys uh, helped mankind evolve and develop, um, given them technology and high, uh, genetically engineering them. So that they may participate against the or overthrowing the reptilians on Earth and now in the Mesoamerica, um, you know, hemisphere, the Western Hemisphere, uh, so that they could weaken, weaker weaken the reptilians even further. Thus, we gained the Greys as an ally in the last stage of humanity, and they have behind the scenes been controlling the dissemination of this information. So, without the Greys, we would never be in the SSP. And so they have full access to all of our facilities, full access to our uh, underground military bases as well as our offshore facilities. And, uh, you know, they operate with our protection. They operate in secrecy as long as they continue to uh, supply us with technology and aid in various uh, ways. And we continue to hold the reptilians as uh, an enemy or as a unfriendly uh, hostile into, uh, you know, empire, hostile uh, race, they are far too large and widespread for us to uh, destroy with any kind of engagement, at least uh, for the time being. Uh, we just have had not enough time to develop the technology or enough time to create the population necessary to dislodge them from their fortified uh, colonies and their positions mainly off-world and under ground and subterranean uh, strongholds. Uh, you know, these strongholds, though, have survived uh, cataclysms and extinction events on this world, as well as uh, the attempts. They're constantly besieged by the uh, survivors of the Mesoamerican uh, surface empire, the, um, the Mayan empire. And so... Solar Warden, uh, the human, the Earth SSP um, Solar Warden and Atlantis Rising, the government, uh, is holding these creatures as hostile 
entities, but at the same time begrudgingly admitting that they desire the technology, they desire their help and assistance. Um, Ashtar High Command came into the picture in the 1950s, disclosing that we were in fact hybrids of the reptilians and hybrids created by the Greys. Upon the discovery, upon this, uh, you know, admission, or this, uh, this uh, discovery of this information uh, given to us by the Ashtar High Command, we quickly allowed ourselves to join the Ashtar High Command and ally ourselves with the Palladians, ally ourselves with the um, Supreme Lord Ashtar in, a, in their efforts against the Reptilians and the Greys. Uh, but a select few Greys are still considered allies, and a select few Reptilians communicate with the Ashtar High Command as allies themselves. Ultimately, we can't really help this. We can't, uh, you know, get rid of the amount of reptile or reptilian DNA that's inside the human species. But this is allowing us to uh, perform the duties off-world and on-world necessary for an intelligence species as well as helping our spiritual ascension. So this is basically something that you have to make peace with when it comes to the reality of that. If you're involved with the SSP, you're a reptilian hybrid. Uh, you were used specifically because of your reptilian blood. And in fact, many people uh, serve in the Dark Fleet as well. And the Dark Fleet is completely controlled by uh, reptilians and overtly hybridized and overtly uh, um, allied with reptilians, uh, sharing command and, of course, interbreeding with them and uh, doing so on the physical and the astral realm itself. Um, the reptilian wars are ultimately fought in this manner. The reptilians uh, do not seek to annihilate or to exterminate or, like, say, for example, scorch the earth of any uh, world that they uh, wish to war upon, but they do wish to colonize and hybridize and exploit uh, the labor and the resources available to ultimately expand their empire. They're not necessarily, uh, you know, they're not... Uh, so uh, desiring, they're not uh, basically starving for it, but they treat it as a type of uh, martial history of expansion, and uh, they really do shine in that capacity, just like the greatest of any military organization with discipline and with uh, regalia and with uh, material, vehicles, vessels, tactics, armament, etc. They are exactly the parallels of humanity. Uh, in that regard because humanity was educated and created in an effort to be parallels to them. So genetically we are enemies with uh, the Orion Draco, the full-blooded reptilians because you know, we were hybridized by the greys and, you know, now psychically utilized and prepped and trained by the Ashtar High Command to serve as military units and uh, advisors, uh, pilots, uh, fleet officers, etc., you know, manning both logistical and military efforts as well as colonizing efforts to uh, secure, you know, area, entire, you know, moons, areas on planets 
in uh, all corners of the solar system to basically combat, strategically combat uh, the Orion Draco uh, and their populations with the presence of humanity, which can spiritually resist them, that can physically resist them, that uh, instinctively resists them and instinctively is hostile to them in their efforts. Uh, this, you know, basically is a very strong message to the reptilians, the Orion Draco as a whole, but the Orion Draco themselves are very fractured culturally and they are more complex psychologically, um, existing in very harsh realms, uh, almost as an endurance test, almost a mark of pride. Thus, it's much more difficult for their societies to match the uh, progress and that a prosperous human society, a human society prospering even greater due to uh, the aid of the Greys and the aid of the Astro High Command, um, as well as, you know, it being so new, it being so novel, it hasn't really set into the psyche or the mental landscape of the reptilian just how big of a threat humanity is. They suffer from an extreme amount of prejudice and they suffer, uh, this is why the reptilian wars exist, this is why, you know, they are fighting and very hostile, because they suffer from such an extreme prejudice and they view humanity as just basically a sexual object or a resource to devour, a resource to harvest. In fact, a true reptilian leader uh, views human beings as nothing more than puppets to possess and to uh, treat as slaves to completely strip of all identity and rights and, uh, you know, prestige and, and power in their society and replace it with the society of the reptilian, replace it with the authority of the reptilian. This obviously produces an extremely hostile reaction in humanity, but at the same time, this has not changed. And, and also, they're... They're, they haven't been involved in the human race through every stage of our development. Sometimes it's overt overlords, sometimes it's overt masters, and still hold a strong place in the human subconscious, the human psyche, and it are oftentimes um, instinctively worshipped as higher powers upon contact or as, uh, um, you know, un or treated as invincible, raised to such a high standard of being uh, that they are not considered... Um, equal to other intelligent races, but they are often kind of, uh, desired to be considered superior uh, due to the uh, specific and individual uh, amounts of pride and uh, identity located in the major intelligent races. Many have banded together, so individually they may be weaker, individually they may be uh, rather incapable of resisting the full unified amount of the reptilian Orion Draco uh, military they rely on each other's support and protection to form an alliance that is equal to the amount of the Orion Draco um, they also um, are using each other's spiritual and psychic powers, their astral presence to combat them on higher dimensional uh, levels and oftentimes associate each other uh, through highly um beneficial deals to make each other their own god uh becoming pagans worshiping each other as species the each other species of the astro high command as a religious deity the orion draco however uh, are usually in a civil war they're usually devouring each other because they view that as instrumental to their society's progress and success is the ability to uh wage an eternal civil war for power thus producing the most powerful uh, authorities and leaders and war machines 
the humanity uh, is has become an SSP has become uh, you know organized into the Solar Warden has allied itself with several uh, very strong very powerful uh, Orion Draco cabals Orion Draco uh, bloodlines and has uh, procured a number of technologies this way a number of advanced biological specimens and as well as mercenary um, personnel from the Orion Draco themselves as well as becoming mercenary personnel for the Orion Draco themselves so they are so to repeat the Solar Warden and the Earth Alliance the Atlantis Rising uh, uh, authority the, the, the human authority the human race representing on Earth is hostile to the Orion Draco and their efforts thus creating the reptilian wars uh, and introducing themselves to the cosmic wars this, this way joining the allies but also is currently embroiled in many wars alongside Orion Draco elements and is utilizing Orion Draco technology we are also engaging uh, Orion Draco uh, enclaves on this world and off world due to the direction and with the assistance of other Orion Draco so we're involving ourselves with the the politics in that society, thus entangling us in the reptilian wars uh, and in the cosmic wars uh, even further. Our colonies are often attacked by reptilian forces, so off-world existence is generally a very hazardous and dangerous affair uh, with very short lifespans in active war zones with reptilians or with the Orion Draco because they target civilians and uh, generally technolog technological levels in these colonies is quite uh, disadvantageous for the colonists. But at the same time, the reptilian Orion Dracos are expert raiders and slavers, so this is another aspect of the uh, reptilian war, of the cosmic war itself, as we see it. Uh, the defense and the security of our colonies as we expand ever inward into former or ancient Orion Draco uh, territory, now left, you know, disordered due to the fall of their race. Their race is in decline due to the constant civil war and due to the attacks of uh, humanity, the Greys, and or the Greys specifically, and the Asher High Command. So that is the reason why we need the SSP and its militaries, because they are uh, constantly in a hostile uh, standstill, a, a cold war with the Orion Draco, uh, oftentimes known as the Reptilian War, oftentimes known as the uh, Cosmic War, although the Cosmic War involves many different aspects and players in terms of extraterrestrial species, in terms of intelligence, intelligent life, higher dimensional activity, expeditions regarding uh, the dreamscape, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But let's uh, not digress. So the SSP re uh, basically recruits individuals that they find, gifted individuals that they have uh, proof that they are. Uh, you know, genetically hybridized with alien DNA, extraterrestrial DNA, specifically reptilian DNA, due to the monitoring efforts uh, on Earth created by the intelligence organizations. They are given military treatment and technology uh, from the very uh, earliest aspects of their lives, usually in their teenage years or their early 20s, specifically very young teenage years, uh, trained, disciplined, uh, kept in a state of perpetual uh, repetition and incarnation due to physical cloning and due to the time loop and uh, subject to my labs and uh, 
service for 20 years on this timeline as well as any potential other timelines regarding their uh, astral selves, etc. And they are made generally, uh, they are made literally from everyday regular people to uh, super soldiers using technology and using psychological training and etc. Quantum uh, technologies and efforts to fight wars on different timelines, to fight wars in quantum areas such as the past and future, to fight intelligent species, to defend uh, bases from you know, extraterrestrial raiders and uh, attacks to uh, participating in their own mercenary actions of other interdimensional powers, such as the Astro High Command, such as the Ryan Draco, such as the Greys. Uh, but generally, they are given this amazing power, and they're not allowed to serve very long, and they're not allowed to get to a very uh, a strong point of maturation inside the service because they gain self-awareness. This has led to uh, many in the SSP, many uh, frontline personnel in the SSP, uh, you know, gaining great awakening, gaining a psychic awakening, and uh, forming a rebellion uh, now known as the as the Rabbit War, as the Rabbit Reptilian War. Uh, the members of the SSP who are waking up, who are gaining cognizance, who are finding out their self-awareness and their importance in human history are becoming united, becoming aware. But ultimately, I think they were always supposed to be. I think everything is going according to plan in that regard, that the SSP super soldiers, the White Rabbits, are able to wage war in interdimensional fashion and are able to be prepared for war in any physical fashion, uh, thus creating a full-spectrum sole survivor, a complete individual who is able to uh, harness and uh, capture their potential uh, to uh, perform the impossible and uh, survive the unsurvivable, survive the absolutely fatal and to have the emotional fortitude and the spiritual dexterity, the spiritual stamina to incur incredibly prolonged and extremely emotionally difficult and scarring, um, very traumatizing, very uh, uh, traumatic uh, performance because fighting is not the key focus, the military prowess, the destructive capabilities, the deadliness of an individual is not the focus of a super soldier program. Anyone can learn to fight, and anyone can learn to fight in the modern warfare uh, system. Uh, It is an incredibly easy and approachable matter. Training is performed, uh, you know, uh, incredibly well, able to impart uh, a great amount of experience and ability to the everyday individual. That's not the importance, that's not the focus. And yes, there's varying levels of capability and uh, various levels of uh, rank and and status as the frontline warfighter, as the operator, as someone uh, putting hot brass downrange. Uh, someone surviving, uh, you know, deep shit in the bush, but ultimately they're fighting, uh, you know, you need a full spectrum amount of service personnel to make a scene like this occur, where a fleet of airborne infantry uh, transport is able to, you know, quickly scramble to secure uh, a coastline from alien invasion from high orbit, dropping infantry and armor 
to a colony to, say, uh, capture, it. in this case, Los Angeles. Those helicopters need maintenance personnel. Uh, those maintenance personnel need logistical support, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, the pilots have families. The pilots have uh, needs. Uh, you know, you have to train everyone, and as well as uh, keep and maintain the functioning uh, functionality of society. Our world operates exactly the same way. This is just a one major colony of the SSB. This is exactly how a lunar colony existence is. This is how a Martian colony existence is. This all uh, needs to be secured. An attack is imminent from any direction at all times, given the nature, the strength, and the prowess of the extraterrestrials in our galactic neighborhood involved in the cosmic war. You know, our involvement in the cosmic war um, maybe necessitating uh, reprisal and um, attack from others. Uh, generally, it's our versatility, it's our versatility that it's, that it's desired, thus that the individual is allowed to go through all these VR simulations and all this virtual reality training, as well as off-world exp- uh, training and experience for it, is able to be incarnated in so many different uh, uh functionality, so many different modalities of being so many different incarnations and avatars of the original self because they require a complete versatility and diversity of uh, ability and action and the human being is incredibly uh, versatile it's incredibly uh, capable uh, from becoming a spiritual guru to becoming an unstoppable uh, assassin under the MK Ultra CIA uh, death squad tra- training programs, the program to kill type programs, the uh, uh, the, you know, the Delta Pi programs um, to the Freemasonic uh, rituals able to call uh, extraterrestrial aid uh, that's generally understood to be spiritual in nature, interdimensional, higher dimensional in nature, uh, but as well as the quantum warfare necessary, uh, the ability to survive in the past, to survive in the future, to be uh, adaptable, to be uh, you know very intelligent and very cautious. Because the war has existed for millions of years with direct involvement of many different extraterrestrial species waged on the Earth for the Earth and for the fate of humanity. It's just humanity's turn to turn to pick up the reins and to battle for this Earth, to battle for this landscape uh, against any ultra-terrestrial or any uh, reptilian uh, species or any species that encounters it in its colonization efforts and its expansion efforts and its uh, efforts to survive on this earth in peace. Yet many aliens uh, work with us peacefully. Many uh, extraterrestrials know politics and know uh, philosophy and are very intelligent. And uh, the mark of intelligence is the ability to communicate and the willingness to do so, Uh, the readiness to do so, the eagerness to do so. But there are intelligent species that are very militaristic, and even though it's entirely because we get our wires crossed and because we have a failure to communicate and a failure to understand the importance of a universal culture, um, still, when these fights occur, we come out on top. We need that. We need that to happen. The fate of victory is not an issue of ethics. You need to do what you need to do to win because because aliens are incredibly diverse and bizarre. Extraterrestrial life is incredibly diverse and bizarre and uh, very alien and otherworldly to us as human beings, as homo sapiens. So 
uh, when recruiting for the SSP, one has to create the mental strength, the spiritual strength, the intellectual strength to process and communicate and understand these creatures, what their uh, rationality is, what their motivations are, what their you know abilities are, what they offer uh, us as a species. Uh, some beings may be incredibly different and you know alien maybe entirely other maybe very eldritch in their functionality and their desires but we could coexist and we could uh, prosper from each other and have to defend one another have to cooperate with one another against a common enemy they need people in the ssp and they recruit people in the ssp that are able to work with other intelligent life that are able to work uh, for other intelligent species in alien ecosystems and extremely hazardous ecosystems and extremely dangerous ecosystems against um, creatures which are very alien to humanity uh, have existed and evolved in ecosystems that humanity would consider a nightmare are extremely physically resilient are extremely mentally cunning and uh, dangerous and predatory and not every environment is going to be perfect for to send a regular standard military uh, enlisted member or an officer trained in the doctrine of the mainstream it would blow his mind it would shock his world also he would have a very difficult time surviving in a number of environments a number of natural environments uh, regardless of how specifically tailored genetically a super soldier was as long as he maintained humanity, as long as he maintained, and given the advancements in technology offered to us by the Greys and our own uh, research and development uh, operations, we can genetically engineer individuals not only to achieve uh, feats of physical prowess, but of mental and spiritual prowess. So in dealing with astral expansion, with the quantum war, with uh, the war between dimensions or the efforts of the human race to uh, assist its allies and other intelligent life in the universe on their efforts and their, eff and their efforts across dimensions and higher dimensional vibrations, we have uh, genetically engineered human beings to be able to access their... Uh, most primitive and mammalian DNA by activating their mitochondria, by uh, activating this uh, ancient coding in the RNA, one can, I guess you call it, uh, metamorph. One can change into a bestial uh, form that is very invulnerable to damage, that is extremely strong and has a high level of stamina and metabolic activity, is incredibly powerful at sensing uh, physical um, uh, signals such as scent, uh, sound, sight, uh, you know, tactile sensation, as well as able to travel and uh, predict uh, through th events in the quantum realm, noticing the vibrational uh, sensations uh, coming through the kind of quantum, the, the, the matrix itself, the, the, the curtain, the energy behind the curtain, able, allowing a small uh, ability of uh, foresight, of telepathic foresight, of, uh, and also the ability to 
you know, remote view and astral travel uh, with much more proficiency than the average human being. These werewolf soldiers were originally pioneered by the Third Reich when it was entering the Fourth Reich stage of its existence, given uh, Vril technology and Vril uh, uh, requirements. They were used for security and elite facilities and um, as a back line behind the enemy line troops infiltrating uh, American, Canadian, and British companies with great effect during the Battle of the Bulge and the invasion of Normandy. Uh, this is how we required the technology by, by capturing uh, deceased members of the uh, Werewolf SS and we were able to create dog soldiers. We were able to create dog men uh, sometimes in permanent uh, batches, but they're all in clones. They're all genetically engineered by humanity. Um, these are our shock troops. These are our explorer troops. These are our, basically our special forces. The other species that we allow to exist and work as equals to humanity inside the Solar Warden for the Astra High Command are the Xanu, the Sasquatch, the um, creatures of the wilderness on Earth that we cohabitate this Earth with that are as spiritually and psychologically developed as mankind, if not greater, um, and choose, this is their lifestyle choose, choice to exist in ascetic communion with nature, uh, focusing on their physical uh, development and strength rather than their technological acquirement and uh, vanity. They are not technocratic at all, they are, but the opposite of it, but that they can achieve technological feats of engineering as required. They had a former society that was very urban, that uh, had developed many great structures in the far north of Canada, and helped uh, create the pyramid cultures, until they identified more with uh, animism, when they started identifying more with the belief of the spirits, uh, oneness of Gaia, and basically formed and uh, created the spiritual revolution, the ghost dance that became known as the Native American cultures of the, uh, you know, the world of Native American cultures of the Western Hemisphere. They are recruited into the SSP to serve as, uh, you know, uh, many different functions. They have many different specializations. They're not entirely all savage, even though the ones encountered generally are, you know, as savage as un uncovered uh, Amazonian tribes. They may be unpredictable because they're mysterious to us, but they have their own set of ethics and rules and behavior, and they're as intelligent and uh, operate exactly the same as humanity on the same level of uh, uh, culture. And, uh, and they operate in the SSP very fluidly. They are integrated very well. They operate in many different specializations. Um, they are understood to be real. Their secrecy is kept by the United States government, but members of the United States government are educated in their existence when it correlates to the SSP because many treaties have been made between our species for this ability to have them serve, for their cooperation in these efforts, and for their loaning of their services. Um, their payment, of course, is to be protected and to be, uh, you know, cherished uh, by the Western civilizations that utilize them in the SSP, protecting them from natural disaster and um, 
hardships that they may encounter in the future. For example, this is a very strong alliance between two species. They are naturals at exploration. They can survive extreme hardship in natural environments. They are extremely powerful. They are extremely intelligent. They are extremely dexterous. Uh, they have a huge amount of intellectual fortitude, spiritual prowess, and power. And they can achieve and do harness uh, technologies capable of, you know, exploiting and harnessing natural universal powers across higher dimensions, creating what we know as portals, creating what we know as uh, invisibility or uh, intangibility. They are human with on their DNA. They are human as a species, but they are just at a greater variation of mass and density and size uh, given their proclivities to exist in a natural environment relying heavily on their physical bodies. Um, they, when they do engage in service, they dress uh, appropriately for it. They are capable of wearing clothing, like I said before, the Sasquatch being considered an entirely nude species is the same thing as a hippie being considered an entirely shoeless uh, culture because they preferred to walk barefooted. It is just their preference to be lightly adorned uh, whenever they can be, but they can wear uh, armor, uh, pilot vehicles, operate uh, advanced weaponry, uh, grasp engineering efforts and uh, you know concepts. They can um, prove to be quite formidable against uh, many opponents, including uh, human beings, regardless of how superior we generally are when it comes to engaging in warfare. They are capable of uh, tactics, uh, macro and micro scale, as well as the rigorous discipline necessary to keep uh, war zones secure and to keep uh, war efforts maintained and organized, including discipline amongst themselves, the troops, uh, understanding mission, understanding uh, purpose, understanding uh, you know threat levels, etc. They're not brutes. They're not mindless. They are capable of being portrayed that way. They're capable of being interpreted that way. But just like how uh, some members of the SSP still prefer to use bladed melee weapons out of a uh, sense of sport and pride, uh, so too so to some of these Anu, some of these uh, Sasquatch representatives choose to be uh, very primitive in their methods and their engineering. Um, they can ally with the greys and be fitted with the most advanced technology. These cooperative efforts, these uh, truths of the Sasquatch make them incredibly formidable, make them incredibly beneficial allies. And they are used as mercenaries, they're used as special forces, they're used in um, contested colonies and off-world expansion. And uh, their reward is to be left alone and to be allowed to thrive and survive in, in, in the world uh, with American uh, protection, uh, the SSP protection, because, you know, we protect them from foreign threats, uh, hostile extraterrestrials, which their society psychologically and philosophically is just not ready and to defend itself from, to handle. Uh, they're not an organized species that way, but together together with our organization and with us as a backbone, human beings, reptilian hybrids as a backbone, 
provide a fighting uh, chance against the reptilians. We, def- we provide a very strong defense against them due to our resilience and due to our rejection of them, our instinctual rejection of them. So even though we may be physically smaller as an empire and have an extremely small population compared to the Orion Draco, an extremely small territorial footprint compared to the Orion Draco during the reptilian wars, during the Stargate wars, which is quickly pictured here, uh, reenacted and summarized is that we're providing the fighting edge, uh, the resistance selectively, choosing our battles, and it's basically becoming a staring contest that we're winning because the reptilian species is, de- is decreasing, is descending. That's the Stargate Wars. There, it's just scattered battles, proxy engagements, and a whole lot of stare down as we expand and solidify territory and attack and uh, force them to retreat um, as they just attempt to scrape out you know whatever remaining resources they can without directly engaging us in combat because they know that through our bravado and bravery we are actually are a formidable enemy and that we could potentially uh destroy them even though they are more than a match for us right now even though that they are uh, seemingly very strong right now in their natural element the human spirit is on the rise the human the human spirit is ascending the earth spirit is ascending all earthlings are ascending and through the aid of uh, our abilities to be genetically hybridized and uh, serve extremely specific tasks as well as the versatility of the human being and of the xanu uh, and the natural prowess of both, and the natural potential of both, we exist in a way that as we explore the universe, we can rely on each other. We can um, feel a sense of, and help us establish uh, our expansion efforts into the off-world areas uh, known as our solar system, as well as to better aid in our protection of the sun and regards to our service with the Astra our High Command, as well as the defeat of the Orion Draco during our chance encounters and our open hostilities in case of any kind of open invasion. Um, I feel, though, we are still a very young plane of existence, and um, this new era at Epoch, as we discover and explore, there are other far more uh, strange and alien forces, but still far more naturally, um, you know, established and powerful uh, predators and uh, creatures with uh, ambitious uh, warfaring empires that are operating on levels of degree of uh, scale and and destructive power uh, that we are just now uh, discovering. And I think it's going to rely heavily on their ability to infiltrate us. I believe it's going to be a, uh, a civil war in that respect where these foreign creatures, these uh, dark entities, these dark you know, life vampires, life force vampires are going to re- try to tear apart the SSP from the inside. And I think that's the eventual uh, evolution of the cosmic war, of the Stargate Wars, and of the Reptilian Wars, because I believe both entities, both species are going to have to unite to defeat them, unite to fight them, uh, and unite to survive them, these uh, these still very mysterious ultra-terrestrials, these insect aliens, these dark antimatter creatures, 
I believe there is more danger in their existence, especially the mantis, especially the uh, very dark uh, anti-life matter vampires in uh, the future. And I believe that is going to be the future of the uh, SSP, because that is definitely the current state of the SSP, is, uh, you know, gearing towards hostility, open hostility with these creatures. But that would be for another time. This has been Rumors of War 1987. Thank you for your viewership. Thank you for following me. And thank you for listening to me to describe and introduce the Cosmic War, the Stargate Wars, the Reptilian Wars. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. Thank you very much. God bless you all. Courage. Namaste. Incoming. 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 Prepare yourself for Rumors of War 1987. Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. This is Rumors of War 1987. Here today to present to you a historical incident, a summarization of facts that are kept above top secret to the Vox Populi. Thank you for your viewership. Thank you for taking this ride with me. I am thanking you in advance for liking and subscribing to this page. I appreciate every single interaction I have with you as an audience. And I hope to have uh, millions and millions more uh, within my lifetime. Thank you very much for taking these first steps of this journey with me. Okay. Today's subject is going to be the Orion Draco Battle of 2001 over Antarctica. This is a highly peculiar incident, and these incidences are always extremely intricate as well as intense whenever hostilities flare between the Earth Alliance, the humanity, the human species, the human race and any other intelligent life form, regardless of terrestrial origin, be they extraterrestrial, extra-dimensional, intradimensional, astral, or some other configuration originating from parts unknown of this cosmic neighborhood. This incident uh, started in 2001 September 2001 and to this 2001 AD by the Gregorian uh, calendar. Basically, this highly unusual incident started with a massive influx of energy akin to the residues of warp travel in our controlled experiments. Warp travel is technology that's not quite mastered by any single galactic empire faction yet. The ability to penetrate wormholes, penetrate space and time to aid in travel. This fluctuation and radically abhorrent uh, signature of space, of cosmic energy in space was very close to Earth's uh, orbital uh, 
sovereign territory. It's sovereign territory. And as such, Solar Warden was dispatched by the Earth Alliance to investigate. Upon investigation, they were immediately engaged with hostile uh, foreign vessels under intelligent control. In the design, favored and known to be used by the Orion Draco. It had appeared that the Orion Draco, a fleet of sizable power, of might, of many dozens of large dreadnought class vessels uh, down to capital ships with their innumerable crew landing uh, contingents as well as fighter support had materialized had teleported basically into close earth orbit and were engaging in hostilities without communication without explanation everything was done to contain the situation to appropriately respond to this very serious threat to earth security and earth alliance um hegemony status quo upon the earth the biggest concern was that this would be viewable from the surface by the un unvetted and ignorant masses of humanity which make up the consensual the the consens sorry the consenting uh masses of submission of submitted uh human beings of world nations the second concern was that this was going to be a the start of a full-scale invasion of earth by a coordinated orion draco uh, empire which would be against the treaties and the alliances that had uh, previously forged by the world governments and the Earth Alliance with the Orion Draco. The Orion Draco, though, seemed to be ill-prepared and ill-equipped to uh, engage with the Earth Alliance with the Solar Warden fleet. In fact, captured communications between uh, fighters, support, and capital ships uh, operating uh, operations uh, rooms were indicative of them having no prior expectation and no prior knowledge or intelligence on Solar Warden. The vessels they used, the tactics they were employing, or even the situation that the Orion Draco fleets are finding themselves in. There was no communication attempted by the Orion Draco fleet to the Solar Warden fleet because they seemingly did not have the modern communications equipment aboard these Orion Draco vessels and they did not seem to have any knowledge of how to communicate or, or how to begin the, the communication of... Um, messages in this wartime situation in this war, uh, this active war zone that was very curious and we'll come back to that later the Orion Draco that were uh, that were present in this fleet 
um, were communicating with themselves over open communications without any regard towards uh, counterintelligence or towards uh, electronic warfare methods methods employed uh, by the Solar Warden fleet. They appeared to be in consensus that their efforts were to be concentrated on landing as many of their personnel uh, as possible to Antarctica or onto Antarctica, the territory that we call Antarctica, specifically in the hopes of securing themselves in the bunkers and, and networks of underground or under ice cities in Antarctica. This was highly problematic because we were very, you know, defensive of our own territory, and naturally as we should be, as the Earth Alliance is defending Earth from this aggressive attack, but we didn't know what exactly their motivations and why their urgency existed for landing and reaching Antarctica. They quickly tried to enter Earth's orbit from this very close proximity of warping in into our space and in the crossfire many of their ships were destroyed uh, out of the several hun- several dozen of them uh, present only a handful were actually able to make landfall the greatest tragedy of this uh, occurrence when it comes to the cost paid by the earth alliance to defeat this uh, seemingly unexpected and um, mysteriously originating Orion Draco fleet was a a mist directed energy beam having skirted around the earth ricocheted basically across the uh, stratosphere of the earth the magnetosphere of the earth and hit New York City this was on September 11th 2001 and the damage that was popularly understood as 9-11 was a emergency plan enacted to help cover up any collateral damage caused by orbiting bodies such as asteroids or comets if they happen to unfortunately impact a major urban center or an alien uh, extraterrestrial uh, aggressive act having destroyed a large urban and population center. The directed energy weapons that were used between the Orion Draco fleets and the Solar Warden fleets were highly concentrated beams of uh, microwave radiation. Um, They basically were gigantic uh, masers and uh, of tremendous power and size. And even though the battle raged uh, in the southern hemisphere around the Antarctic region, the ricochet across the stratosphere of the Earth and its, uh, you know, lower atmosphere um, and ozone layer uh, basically warped the, I mean, diffracted the beam and warped the the trajectory to it unfortunately caught and... um, made impact with New York City. The incident is one of the most grievous losses of civilian life due to a secret space program activity uh, 
and definitely the most uh, impactful and uh, closest moment to disclosure that the Secret Space Program and the Earth Alliance, the Solar Warden, has ever had. Communication was made uh, to the Orion Draco representatives and delegates, diplomats that are uh, already in active communication and relationship with the Earth Alliance, such as those working with the ICC, such as those working with the Orion, uh, with not often, and such as those working with the Atlantis uh, United Nations um, group, as well as those working with the Ashtar High Command. They disavowed any knowledge or familiarity or responsibility for this fleet, for this fleet's actions and its um, its offensive, its attack on its assault on Earth. Uh, they offered their assistance in investigating, as well as um, potentially, you know, defending Earth from future attacks by providing manpower and um, vessel and vehicles, military hardware and technology supplies. <clears throat> the evidence upon review was uh, decided upon as being definitely related to warp travel, definitely related to some kind of uh, wormhole technology, wormhole generation upon ships. Uh, potential sources uh, were to create faster than light or, or potential su suspicions, potential motivations, or perhaps this was used to create faster than light travel and thus uh, the Orion Draco may have been um, warping here from a much greater distance than maybe ever previously having been engaged, uh, calling into question the general secrecy and, uh, and uh, impenetrable nature of Orion Draco internal um, intelligence, such as the extent of their kingdom, their empire, or their number of their population, or the true extent of their technological advancement. Um, because the Earth Alliance, the Ashtar High Command, and the Greys have not yet achieved uh, any ability to travel through wormholes or to sustain wormholes uh, barely being able to create them and under the only most uh, controlled and sterile situations. The Orion Draco that landed in Antarctica uh, began to communicate with the Earth Alliance. The situation had become one where the Solar Warden fleets, the vessels of the Earth Alliance, the ICC mercenaries, and um, the colonies and orbiting stations uh, around Earth were having to secure for potential counterattack or potential reinforcements or potentially uh, newly arrived uh, Orion Draco, as well as, you know, as well as still um, secure and destroy any potential threats from the Orion Draco, uh, be they. Um, onboard vessel assaults or, or potential um, counterattacks, potential uh, attempts at, uh, at mass destructive terrorism or 
uh, special operations um, to to uh, perform sabotage. The ones that landed in Antarctica uh, began to communicate, and their message, their their request, seemed to be uh, confusing even to the. Orion Draco, which were working as diplomats and in their diplomatic um, uh, diplomatic uh, gene stock, and and given over to language, given over to uh, mental dexterity, empathy, even for an Orion Draco, in the Astra High Command, uh, these communication efforts uh, were aimed at trying to discern the motivation. For the Orion Draco to have arrived and to have engaged uh, in this assault on Earth, uh, especially in violation of the treaty uh, signed by the Astra High Command and the Orion Draco, given dominion over the Earth from the Orion Draco to the Astra High Command, they didn't. The Orion Draco in Antarctica, this special uh, contingent, this expedition force, seemed to not. Um, have any knowledge, have any foreknowledge of the Ashtar High Command's treaty with the Orion Draco. And this is suggestive of the second theory, is that this uh, was a faction of Orion Draco that had its origins from a timeline where this did not occur, given a possible interdimensional traveling due to the experimental warp travel of this particular uh, uh, version of the Orion Draco in this universe having mastered that technology or it could have been a natural accident a a force of nature that is yet to be known uh, when attempting or when dealing with the forces of this wormhole uh, form of uh, conveyance across space and time they could have uh, been even even theorized to be of an uh, even more ancient stock coming from a timeline where um, this particular faction went rogue or maybe uh, served elements of the Orion Draco that openly was engaged in, in hostilities with Earth regardless of the treaty. And, and in their version, the treaty may exist, but just may, may not be enforceable to the extent it is here. Regardless, uh, communications broke down, even between the Orion Draco and their own kind. Uh, in fact, the negotiations became quickly focused on the the surprise and the offense taken by this Antarctic branch of Orion Draco towards the, the the reality of Orion Draco working diplomatically with other intelligent species. Their ships that had landed in Antarctica were protected from Earth Alliance, bombardment Earth Alliance attack because the issue of public secrecy was becoming um, quickly important when dealing with the issue of um, this rogue fleet so as Antarctica became a quarantined a cordoned off spot of tightly controlled airspace um, and reinforcements quickly mobilized to 
to help uh, destroy or neutralize the threat towards the Earth Alliance's dominance, the hegemony of secrecy. They, these ships began to bore into Antarctica, began to bore into the, the glacial, um, the kilometers of glacial ice in Antarctica, bore into it using their energy projectors and recover access to a secret network of bunkers and labyrinthian tunnels that 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 which existed and had the earth lines have been aware of their existence but had been hesitant to uncover and explore uh at such a you know urgent pace at such a, a rapid um method uh, you know such an overt method um these methods were, you know, using uh, capital ships to burn kilometers deep holes and entranceways into uh, seemingly ancient and, un, you know, uh, unexplored caverns was considered less than discreet, you know, for the Earth Alliance's taste. The reptilians quickly abandoned their capital ships and entered these tunnels, entered uh, with as much military hardware, as much staff and personnel as they possibly could, and entrenched themselves deep in the ice, deep in the these caverns and labyrinth tunnels, which had appeared to be created by the Orion Draco during their time as uh, the authority, the the dominant species on Earth. What happened? What proceeded what followed was a very lengthy asymmetric campaign in Antarctica between United Nations Special Forces, Earth Alliance Special Forces you know, drawing from the major nations of the world and uh, with their support of Solar Warden and Orbit uh, basically Pursuing the Orion Draco in a thorough grid pattern, engaging them and with proportional responses, uh, with the priority to keep engagements low intensity and to uh, prevent outward knowledge or disclosure or dissemination of the information that a war with reptilians was occurring. Uh, deep in the Antarctic ice, uh, right next to McMurdo Station, which served as a rally point, which served as a base of operations, a forward operating base, um, you know, a fire base, basically, uh, as well as the top secret uh, efforts of Lockheed Martin and their installations uh, there, serving as uh, localized airfields catering towards the United States Air Force and United States Navy. The Orion Draco were pursued and uh, treated with extreme prejudice uh, as a as a invading uh, force in Antarctican territory. The Orion Draco had began began to operate and to recover the automated defenses present in the bunker in the labyrinthian tunnel system so a stalemate quickly emerged where the surface and uh, and orbit and atmosphere above 
an airspace above Antarctica where this war zone was was created was dominated by the Earth Alliance and then the subterranean strata was secured by the Orion Draco and the automated defenses that they had at their disposal. Efforts were created to to excuse the mobilization of troops and hardware necessary to penetrate this defensive bunker, these tunnels, as well as to um, capture the leadership of the Orion Draco for interrogate for inter- sorry, excuse me for interrogation purposes and for military intelligence purposes. Because if they has, as they, Earthline suspected, mastered warp technology, as if they had uh, been delivered into this this specific reality, a specific um, circumstance of, of incidences and, and occurrences, uh, this um, this version of events through the mishap of warp travel then that warp travel would prove to be invaluable as a technological asset, as a intellectual um, intellectual uh, resource, intellectual property. So the pro- so the decision was made to freeze them, to to basically imprison them, to capture them. While this was occurring. Um, while the Earth Alliance was engaging in a a push inward towards the deep underground uh, tunnels and bunker areas that the Orion Draco had fortified and secured themselves in, had hidden themselves away and made a castle of, the only incident of an Elohim appearing on Earth occurred. This is an unexplained incident. This is a a very mysterious occurrence. Still one of great controversy and speculation inside the Solar Warden intelligence community as to its origins and its locations or its causality or, or circumstantial relationship with the Orion Draco's appearance and secured uh, Earth space and the Orion Draco's uh, seemingly complete ignorance of modern humanity. This Elohim began to target both Earth Alliance forces and Orion Draco forces indiscriminately as it itself began to pursue the Orion Draco located deep within these caverns and these miles-long tunnels with great purpose and with great focus as well as the accompanying ubiquitous destructive uh, abilities and powers. The Earth Alliance disengaged and began to only observe at a great distance and this did not phase the Elohim in fact the Elohim began to 
double its efforts and increase its 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 speed at which it, it began to uh, strive for this 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 objective at, at destroying or capturing the Orion Draco. Scans and recon were kept as long as possible, but in the miles and miles, the kilometers of basin and cavern and uh, tunnel, the Orion Draco were further into the mountain and further into the glacial ice than uh, was easily scannable, easily uh, observable even by our most sophisticated uh, reconnaissance devices and spy satellites. <clears throat> but the Elohim was at that depth, was, that, was at that extremity, uh, so that we could safely assume that contact was made between the Elohim and the Orion Draco. And just as quickly as it appeared, and unexpectedly as it appeared, and as great as its devastation was, so great was the silence and the quickness with which it left, with which it vanished again into the ethereum, into the ethereal uh, moments of of this this a particular moment in time. The Orion Draco were nowhere to be found. Afterwards, during the investigative battle forensics of the scene, after the securing of the territory, of the securing of the facilities, of the deep underground subterranean uh, uh, military fortifications, speculation was made that the Orion Draco had retreated further into the hollow earth. Speculation had began to arise that the Elohim had originated from a location disturbed by the activity of the Orion Draco and this location was in the hollow earth many speculated that the Elohim could have been disturbed from a location within the glacial ice many people have theorized the Elohim pursued the Orion Draco from its dimension from their dimension, their shared dimension into ours to finish or to pursue them for some unyielding purpose some judgment some believe that the Elohim returned to its original dimension with the Orion Draco correcting a great imbalance correcting some kind of universal uh, mistake or error in, uh, in physics some transdimensional accident the Mayestek who are native to the hollow earth have a legend as well that they communicate with the earth alliance delegates and representatives after this occurrence of a great Orion Draco fleet as they call them a flock of dragons flying into the night sky and disappearing maybe this correlates some this adds some validity this adds some uh, correlation to the theory that the Orion Draco had in its past glory in its past prime as a dominant earth power experimented with warp technology 
had fitted a expedition fleet with warp technology and attempted to go into this interdimensional space, into this new dimension of possibility. Maybe just attempted to circumnavigate the solar system quicker, more efficiently, more conveniently. Maybe they were playing with fire from heavens that they were not permitted to have. Maybe they were acting as existential outlaws in the great scheme of things. Maybe they played with fire and they got burned. Either way, it stands to this testament that the unexpected should be expected in the secret space program. And that war never changes. In fact, if war is not holy, man is but antiquated clay. And it may be our birthright has doomed us to defend this earth to death. To defend this earth or die trying. This has been Rumors of War 1987. Thank you very much for taking this ride with me. And that was the ant- the Orion Draco Battle of 2001 over Antarctica. Hope you guys come out of Babylon. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you very much. God bless.